Welcome to BCP Unfiltered. I've got a few news stories I want to share uh, with you uh, today. The first one is a public service announcement, if you will, for my brothers and sisters in Ohio. I meant to make, uh, mention this yesterday. I didn't put it on yesterday's show, and it is time sensitive. So I'll leave with this, especially since when I report on Jim Jordan, I get so much love from uh, our brothers and sisters in Ohio. Uh, thank you for all the kind words. Love you guys. It's so funny how you can love and appreciate an audience um, that you don't see. That's why we had plans uh, in 2020 to do a whole uh, BCP family reunion uh, throughout, uh, you know, leading up to the elections uh, throughout the uh, United States. So pretty much never gotten into detail, but I was going was I was going to go on this like family trip where I was going to go visit family throughout the United States and organize a whole bunch of meetups. And of course, obviously, COVID happened, uh, but Arizona or, or close friends, family and friends in Arizona uh, Texas, Florida, New England states, um, New York, and we, and we we have had meetups in Texas. We have had meetups in Florida since then, um, in uh, in New York and what have you. But it, that was the uh, original plan. Anyway, that never happened. But man, I would I would love to be able to uh, some someday still do that. But I have been able to meet uh, I don't know hundreds now. Uh, BCP family members, so it is real to me, and I appreciate uh, your support, your kind words, and what have you, and your correction when I'm wrong. I am not infallible. Okay, but check this out. This is coming from Angela Crusson, uh, C R U S O N. Go to medicalrighttorefuse.com. It's a number two, medicalrighttorefuse.com. And what they're trying to do is have a, uh, a deadline. It's not till November 30th, 2022, but I want to get this out there. Uh, they need signatures and volunteers to get signatures for a May 2023 ballot petition in which people will have medical, they, they will uh, change the constitution of the state of Ohio to uh, so that people have medical freedom. Uh, what is a medical right to refuse amendment? The medical right to refuse is an Ohio ballot initiative intended to amend the Ohio constitution to guarantee that Ohioans retain the, their right to direct their own healthcare decision as to what medication they put in their bodies, obviously, and or if they are vaccinated. So go over to medicalrighttorefuse.com if that's of, of interest to you. Angela uh, Grusen, Grusen, Grusen. Uh, she is a registered nurse for 30 years, uh, lots of health care uh, experience, and um, she has been unemployed due to the COVID uh, mandates, and uh, she wants to have the Ohio Constitution amended to specifically have verbiage that gives Ohioans the right to their bodies, okay? Speaking about rights to their bodies, we believe in my body, my choice. That, of course, does not apply to abortion because that is not your body. The fetus in your body is another being, another body, and you don't have a right to destroy that body. And that is why a lot of states had trigger laws. And when Roe v. Wade was overturned, then a lot of states have enacted stricter abortion laws, including the ability to sue abortion providers and those that aid an abortion. Well, 
Governor Gavin Newsom, who's probably hoping to run for president either in 2024 or 2028. This is by marriage the uh, nephew of Nancy Pelosi. The other day, he signed a package of 12 laws that provide not the toughest the toughest abortion restrictions, but the toughest abortion protections in the country. The new laws are meant to protect patients and doctors by giving them more private privacy protections and making sure they can't be sued or prosecuted for low-income patients' travel costs. This is what Newman's, uh, Newsom said in his release of these laws. Quote, an alarming number of states continue to outlaw abortion and criminalize women. And it's more important than ever to fight like hell for those who need these essential services. Murder is essential. Okay, whatever. Now, I know everyone here doesn't believe. Uh, many of you are libertarians of the sort that don't agree with me on this. And I am going to more than just respectfully disagree. It's about life, okay? And life is holy and it is to be protected uh, at all costs. Innocent life. Our legislature, our legislature has been on the frontiers of this fight and no other legislative body in the country is doing more to protect these fundamental rights. I'm proud to stand with them again and sign these critical bills into law. All right. So here is the report from the uh, Associated Press. Uh, released uh, the day before yesterday, new California abortion law sets up clash with other states. Most abortions are now illegal in 13 states and others, including Texas, Oklahoma, and Idaho. Allow people to sue anyone who performs or aids in an abortion. You know what I'm thinking right now? I intermittent fast, folks. You, oh, I'm chunky and I'm porky right now. By Christmas, you're going to see me again lose uh, a lot of weight. Um, I yo-yo because I know how intermittent fasting and a certain, uh, I don't like to call it a diet, but a, a certain way of eating, I, I can lose like 17 pounds in about less than two months. Um, and, oh, let me announce it here, I guess. One of my children is getting married. Yes, one of my children is getting married. I want to look good in my wedding tux. Anyway. Not going to give you any more information than that. I'm not going to tell you which of my children is obviously not juniorette number two or junior number two. Um, as I was reading this, Texas, Oklahoma, and Idaho, I'm thinking, man, I have eaten really well in those three states. Those are three states that I had excellent steak in Idaho. Oklahoma, over in Bricktown, uh, in, uh, in Oklahoma City, I had, uh, this is years ago, but I had like this Cajun food with like, uh, crawfish. Uh, it was incredible. I remember incredible. Also had very good uh, steak when I was in Oklahoma. I've been to Oklahoma several times. Um, and Oklahoma, I think, is the first time I ever stopped at the side of a road to eat at a Waffle House, as an adult at least. I, I think I did as a kid. And man, Waffle Houses in Oklahoma, something else. I don't know if they're, I don't think, I'm not going to say they're all the same, but there are some very interesting uh, Waffle Houses in Oklahoma. But I don't know, just that down, dirty, uh, dirty in a good way. Home cooking, I, I don't know if they're all the same, but I remember having a couple really good uh, breakfasts at the Waffle House. The uh, Some of the patrons there were of questionable character, uh, but it made for an interesting meal nonetheless. And of course, Texas, I was there earlier this year, uh, awesome eats. Anyway, 
I digress. But this is the BCP Unfiltered Show. I'm not filtering this. Thank you for your support, folks. This is a subscriber-supported show. Thank you for your support at bcpextras.com on Patreon or your support on Locals at therealbcp.com or your support on Spotify at bcppodcast.com. Most abortions are now illegal in 13 states and others, including Texas, Oklahoma, and Idaho, which allow people to sue anyone who performs or aids an abortion. Meanwhile, Democrat-led states like California, New York, and Connecticut have been writing and passing laws to make it easier to get an abortion, with California promoting its abortion services on a state-funded website designed in part to reach women who live in other states. Oh my gosh, Gavin Newsom is one of the most evil, wicked people in politics. And that comes from a long line of evil, wicked people in politics in California. Conflicts seem inevitable as more people travel for abortions in the coming years, especially with California and Oregon prepared to spend millions of taxpayer dollars to help for pay for things like travel, lodging, and child care. On Tuesday, Newsom signed a number of laws meant to thwart investigations from other states seeking to prosecute or penalize abortion providers and volunteers in California. And, and they're, I mean, like they're wondering why there's a mass exodus. There is a net, when we talk about legal folks at least, there's a net loss. I mean, California did not have more people coming in than leaving, I think for the first time ever in its history here in the last few years. Taxpayer dollars to support an illegal activity in another state. Okay, let's just say, let's just say people come to get an abortion in California from a state where they can't get it, all right? Let's leave it at that. Why should we be paying for it? I say we because I still think as a a California uh, resident and I'm not. On Tuesday, um, the, uh, this law block uh, this law the laws block out of state subpoenas, empowering the state insurance commissioner to punish health insurance companies that divulge information about abortions to out of state entities. So the abortion the the, the uh, insurance companies are going to have to fit the bill, and then California is going to uh, uh, protect the people, so that the the insurance companies still have to pay for abortions even though they are. Okay, think about this. If you live, let's say, in Texas and abortions are essentially illegal, you get a policy in Texas. That policy probably is going to read, if you're a Texas resident, that they won't cover abortions or only in case of emergency, what have you. So you go to California to get the abortion and then the, the abortion is paid for by the insurance. They want to verify California is going to say, screw you, big middle finger to the insurance companies. Not that I have any like super love for the insurance companies. But you see how, how crazy this is. They ban police departments and, corp- and corporations from cooperating with out-of-state investigations regarding abortions that are legally obtained in California. And they shield prison inmates from other states' anti-abortion laws. That's kind of strange. Prison inmates shouldn't be able to travel. It's not just California. Democratic governors in Colorado... North Carolina, Minnesota, New Mexico, Nevada, Washington, Rhode Island, and Maine have all signed executive orders aiming to protect abortion providers and volunteers. Why would you volunteer for abortion services? How sick is that? 
Connecticut was the first state to pass a law protecting abortion providers and others, signed in May, even before the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Of course, because it got leaked before they actually did it. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. All right, remember how the mainstream media, big tech, and uh, was totally shilling for the get vaccinated. Still, They still are, essentially. Get vaccinated campaign, and they were silencing shadow banning, canceling anyone that came up with some weird ideas like, oh, I don't know, natural immunity. This show was created. Let me remind you, folks, our first episode of BCP Unfiltered was March 1st, 2021, a year and a half ago. And the reason why is because I was about to get kicked off of YouTube because I was talking about the stolen election of 2020 and the initial information coming out about vaccines, how I was not vaccinated. I'm not an anti-vaxxer per se. I'm cautious about vaccines. And how there was a lot of information coming out about early side effects. And all of a sudden, you can't question uh, COVID, the vaccines or like any of that stuff. So we created the show, BCP Unfiltered, first on Patreon, then uh, later on Locals and not on uh, Spotify, to, to be able to freely talk about this. Well, it sure seems like all of a sudden, in a somewhat of a way, the mainstream media has gotten religion. Is now, now it's okay to talk about the side effects from the clot shot, from the bioweapon, from the poison, about the depopulation tool. Here's the Washington Post two days ago. Not long after the rollout of coronavirus vaccines last year, women around the country began posting on social media about what they believed was a strange side effect, changes to their period. We talked about that on on this show. And the question I had at the time, the question I have now is, why would a vaccine against a flu change your periods, your, your, your cycles. Okay. I, I'm not a medical doctor and I, I don't, didn't see how they was connected. Some people had said, Oh, you know, it might be because of the immune system and what have you. Okay. But as in this article, we're going to find out they really don't know. So it wasn't just me and my medical ignorance. And I say medical ignorance and that I'm not a professional uh, I'm not that I'm a, I'm a professional. A lot of people use that argument and go, oh, you should take vaccines and don't believe those people who don't have degrees. Yeah, you don't have the degrees to know that there are side effects and the damn thing doesn't work and it actually gives you COVID. But I digress. Now, new research shows that many of the complaints were valid. Washington Post saying in the second paragraph and second sentence in this whole thing, The first paragraph is a sentence in and of itself. New research shows that many of the complaints were valid. A study of nearly 20,000 people around the world, that's a pretty good study, shows that getting vaccinated against COVID can change the timing of the menstrual cycle. Vaccinated people experienced, on average, right after getting the first shot, a one-day delay in getting their periods, compared with those who hadn't been vaccinated. Now, this is very interesting how they got this data together. It really is worldwide. Uh, it was published Tuesday of this week, and then subsequently Washington Post covered it. 
The data for the study in the British Medical Journal was taken from a popular period tracking app called Natural Cycles. Obviously, I'm not familiar with this app. I don't use it. But later in this article, it seems like perhaps there are people like me who do, meaning males. It included people from around the world, though most were from North America, Britain, and Europe. The researchers used de-identified data from the app to compare menstrual cycles among about 15,000 participants who were vaccinated and about almost 5,000 who were not. Because app trackers, because app users track their menstrual cycles each month, those researchers were able to analyze menstrual cycles before vaccination and at least one cycle after. So it was actually a pretty good control group, right? People were tracking it themselves and they don't know that they're part of the study because it was de-identified data. So they just take this data, raw data. And they got three, at least three menstrual cycles before and at least one after. This is what it showed. Did it show that the vaccinated people got, uh, uh, people, women, it says people, but I'm going to substitute the word woman, women, excuse me, got their periods about a day late on average after the first dose. Check this out. Those who received two vaccinations within one menstrual cycle, so they got it and then three weeks later they got their their boost, uh, their, uh, excuse me, their second shot, got the initial shot and then their second shot. They got huge disruptions. Uh, their increase, uh, the average increase in cycle length was four days and 13% experienced a delay of eight days or more. The con- control group, only 5%. That's huge. From one day to four days. And then uh, almost 15%, eight days or more. Now, here's the interesting thing. Edelman, a professor uh, of OBGYN at Oregon Health and Science University who led the study, said, now we can give people information about possibly what to expect with menstrual cycles. Yeah, you will have a disruption in your menstrual cycle. Now, here is where the Washington Post, they state a bunch of facts, but this is where they have to put in their wokeness. One major limitation of the study is the fact that it included Only those who were not on birth control had regular cycles before getting vaccinated and were between the ages of 18 and 45. Hold up a second. I don't know much about studies and things that have you, not a professional, but I think we all learn in school. And I remember learning this in high school, in my stats class in high school, about control groups. And, you know, just basic things of stat and, and, and basically control groups. You have a control group. Or, and, and also you learn, you learn about it in statistics when they're doing studies and the, uh, uh, they're doing studies to get data, statistical data. And then you also learned it in your science class about experiments, um, about hypotheses, okay, about the scientific method. And you have a control group. A control group, you want one that is not on birth control because birth control affects the menstrual cycle of women like that's kind of like the point right and then it says uh had uh who are not on birth control had regular cycles and were between the ages of 18 and 45 in other words washington post is mad because the study only included those who they can control for their, their birth control not messing up their cycles were regular so that you can see how irregular they may have gotten with the vaccination 
and were between the ages of 18 and 45, you know, premenopausal, who would be menstruating. What dumbasses, well, we know that the Washington Post has a bunch of dumbasses working for them. This is ridiculous. But then this is where the article, the first half is all pretty factual and, and you know, documenting and talking about the data, but they got to put their wokeness in here. The study also didn't answer all of the questions raised by people about vaccines and periods, including how the shot affects trans men and non-binary individuals. <sighs> Need I say more? The study didn't answer all the questions about how the shot affects trans men and binary, bi- non-binary individuals in a study about menstruation. Now I get confused. What? Trans men are women who then became men? Now look, it says here that it was it was a de-identifying um, study. So a trans man, I'm so confused. Yeah, trans men are women who, who identify as men, right? Well, let's assume that that's what they're complaining about. I can't keep up with these cool kids and their crazy LGBTQF uh, ampersand <laughs> uh, pound sign plus community. Just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, election stuff. Maricopa County, we know that they stole the election for Joe Biden. Maricopa, Maricopa County, Arizona. Now, here's what Arizona is trying to do right before the midterm elections. This is what they are doing. They've, they've created essentially a ministry of truth. Of course, that is a reference to 1984 by George Orwell. And who can look into and investigate and what's going on? The Mar- quote, Maricopa County will require an official press pass for members of the press to enter its facilities and or cover events related to the 2022 general election. People need to have an official press pass to cover, not just enter its facilities, but to cover any 2022 related, general election related event. And of course, they're going to be the ones to deem what is an official press member. So you have to register for a press credential. And here is what they will have to agree to. First of all, they have to give uh, their name and sign attesting the following. And this is what the application says. By signing this application for Maricopa County Press Pass, I certify that I am a journalist without conflict of interest or association that would compromise my journalistic integrity. Let me repeat that. I'm a journalist without a conflict of interest or association that would compromise my journalistic integrity. Well, that should that should disqualify every single mainstream media outlet. They're all operatives for the Democrat Party. And they have no journalistic integrity. But I think it's pretty obvious it's not left-wing press they're trying to keep out. I am not a lobbyist, advertiser, paid advocate, or influencer for any individual, political party, corporation, or organization. So that pretty much eliminates anyone from NBC, MSNBC, CNN, because they are influencers. They are shills for the Democrat Party and for corporations or organizations like Planned Parenthood etc. Clinton Foundation. Hmm. So that's what they're doing in Arizona 
to try to uh, bury any news coming out about possible or most likely uh, probable shenanigans that they have planned for 2022. Why would they not have any? Mark Brnovich hasn't done anything. Arizona hasn't done anything. No one's been. No one's paid the price for what they've done in the 2020 elections in Maricopa County, Arizona, or any part of Arizona. All right, folks, um, I may mention this on YouTube. I may not, so this may be a repeat. This may be a bonus. I don't know. A new report by Open the Books reveals that Dr. Anthony Fauci's net worth nearly doubled during the COVID pandemic. That's probably why he didn't want to answer any questions from Rand Paul or others on how doctors were being compensated by the vaccine companies. So remember, uh, 200,000 small businesses closed their doors during the pandemic, but Fauci's wealth soared by $5 million during the pandemic. Via open books. Government spending watchdog, watchdog open the books com has released an analysis of Dr. Anthony Fauci's 2021 financial disclosures. The team of auditors found much of their previous forecasts to be confirmed and that Fauci's household wealth had soared to over $12.6 million. During fiscal year 2020 and fiscal year 2021, the height of the pandemic, Fauci's household net worth rose by $5 million. So there you go, folks. There you go. Thanks for being here. We'll have more news for you tomorrow. Ciao, goodbye, God bless, and as always, thanks for your continued support making this show possible. Gotta give us what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. Hey. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We, we got, got to fight the powers that be. Fight the power. Fight the power.